0: These days, snooker crowds are filled with dozing pensioners nibbling on their corned beef sandwiches. Oh, and that's a bad miss. But the sport was once a nicotine-stained hotbed of booze, crack pipes and shagging.
2: Shove your snooker up your jacksie.
0: From foursomes with fans to benders with the rolling stones, meet the bad boys of the bays. I'm Jack. Zach's with me, as always. Hi there, Jack. Yeah, made that a bit more informal. <laughs> Getting to know <laughs> the <I'm> audience. <laughs> Our guest today is Roisin Lanigan, journalist at ID Magazine and The Fence, and novelist. Soon, yes. Soon. Welcome, <laughs> Roche. Hi, thanks for having me. I think it's a, a fitting CV to come and talk about snooker. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why why do we, we why do we pick this topic? There, there were rumors that we had done it to prop up our fading Irish audience yeah. after our accents on Roy Keane.
2: I did I did hear the accents on Roy Keane. What do you think? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> they weren't they weren't bad. Um, but you didn't do my favourite Roy Keane bit, which is just where he goes like, it's just his job. He's doing his job. You know, like, when he gets annoyed at people like congratulating the players, which yeah, is my favourite Roy Keane thing. Yeah. Um, but I th- I thought it was fine. You weren't insulted. I wasn't insulted. I've heard your Irish accent before. I've not heard yours.
1: You, you don't want to hear mine. <laughs> <laughs> do it again? Do you, I mean, well, well, you do. Well, we'll see, we can see. Like, I'll do, a, I'll do an Alex Higgins I was ask at some point. That's right. quite different though. The, the Northern Northern Ireland. King <laughs> <compared> to-
2: <laughs> It's so brave to do it while I'm in the room. <laughs> we we normally apologise for was good to go. Yeah, we're
1: gonna yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see if I'm, if I'm in the mood later then. Okay. But I
2: mean obviously the
0: reason we're talking snooker is not because you're from Belfast, but we were discussing like it, yeah. it's big there, right?
2: It's it's weirdly big. We have a lot of snooker halls, we've got a lot of pool halls. Obviously Alex Higgins is like like I guess, like a George Bass equivalent for snooker. Like he is like a local hero there. um I mean, maybe after this I'll regress. <laughs> no. um But yeah, they have like po- like murals of him and like the area where he was from. But I, for me, it's like my dad didn't watch football when I was growing up. He only watched snooker. I guess it's like snooker is quite, despite the wrong ends, like quite a quiet sport. And I imagine. West Belfast in the 80s and 90s, maybe not a quiet place. Maybe he was like, this will do me. Like, no snooker. Um, so I grew up watching it. So I know a weird amount about snooker. And then I only find out through talking to other people that it is a big Northern Ireland thing. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, massive. All right. Well, it is the Masters this week, as we
1: mm-hmm. all know, as we're all going to be watching. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've been counting, um, counting down the days. <laughs> back, back to your favourites. Got to be Ronnie
2: probably <laughs> in his prime still I don't know, yeah. Oh, yeah. i've
0: actually picked iranian star hossein Vafayi right. the prince of persia
2: mark allen is like another northern irish player who is now like a big player
0: was he the one who played against his ex-wife
2: is that oh, I don't know. Oh. He's, he is on my list of potential wrong ends, though.
0: Oh, really? So, you yeah. got, got your own
2: list of Oh, on. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> should we get into it? Let's do that, yeah. All right. Our story begins in 1982 when 14 million people tune in to watch Alex Hurricane Higgins take on Ray Reardon, who's a retired copper. And this is like the old snooker world meeting the new. Ray Reardon's like a, an absolute hero of the age. He'd won loads of tournaments. But he's sort of a bit black and white tvs a little bit dull and higgins is this burst of technicolor excitement he's a genius on the table and a wild playboy off it a real like hard boozing
1: uh he he turns up to this tournament wearing a purple fedora where's it where's it for the whole tournament i think (laughs) he did
2: love hats actually now that you mentioned that i feel like he's often pictured shia mcgowan style with like a a jaunty hat yeah a yeah,
0: hat and pint <laughs> yeah, yeah. waistcoat he yeah so he, turn, he turns up in his waistcoat he wins the tournament against Ray Reardon and, and to celebrate he goes out on the piss with his friend Oliver Reed the actor Oscar winning oh, okay. actor they're really good mates really both massive boozers yeah and Reed gifts him to say well done a bottle of aftershave and Higgins just necks <gasps> it the whole thing <laughs> Yeah, which like would that kill
2: you? I think it would.
0: He he did it. He lived, and apparently Reed was so impressed, he was like, "I've got to do something else." So he had a pint of creme de month and fairy liquid. Was his like attempt? It's like some
1: nineteen eighties neck nominate. Yeah, it's
2: quite rugby actually. Which one
1: would you rather drink? Still the fairy liquid, right? I mean,
2: I think I think the the aftershave.
1: I think you'd be more likely (laughs)
0: to die from drinking the aftershave. (laughs) More booze in it. Apparently around this time, Higgins also discovers cocaine and loves it because it kind of sobers you up and allows you to drink more. It's, it's like, well,
2: that's a myth.
0: Yeah, I've, <laughs> I wouldn't know. No, not me. <laughs> but I've, I've heard it's a myth. And Ray Reardon, Ray Reardon last year did an interview where he claimed that he thinks that Higgins was on drugs during the final. And he kind of, it's a bit sour grapes. He's kind of implying that that's why Higgins won, which mm. again, I don't think it makes you any good.
2: I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know. But, um, it was quite a small Venn diagram of like being on coke and playing in an international snooker tournament. Yeah. I don't think I don't,
1: to to that, I don't know if it's that much, 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 much of much. a small Venn diagram actually. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this, this, uh, this episode will maybe uncover. So, yeah, everyone who's ever done it is about to be mentioned in it?
2: yeah. five yeah. minutes yeah, to an yeah, hour. But that. they don't do drugs testing, right? It's they
0: did. So oh. Ray Reardon claims that Higgins was given a test and he said, he was tested, the test was mislaid, don't ask me where it went. It's like, fuck off. I mean, he's a policeman, so he's a bit suspicious. Anyway, um, the, the drug use gets bigger and bigger on Higgins, and a few years later, they do ask him to do an actual test after a game, and apparently they take him into a room, and they're like, you know, here's this bottle, please, can you urinate in it, Mr. Higgins? And he just headbutts the drug tester and walks out. <laughs> Which, hey, <laughs> that's one of, way to do it. Yeah, you know? kind of respect. I, I, I mean, yeah, I like that. At this era, he's like the people's champion, right? Yeah. He, he's the guy who gets 14 million people to watch a parlor game on TV sorry to insult it
2: it's a sport how 14 million people that's like one in five people in the UK they're all in Northern Ireland actually don't there (laughs) are 14 (laughs) million people in Northern they're in China is he like
0: a hero in Northern Ireland at this point
2: yeah he I mean he was like I remember meeting Alex Higgins when I was a kid and like it was like meeting a celebrity it's quite a rogue story. So, like, I was out Christmas shopping with my granny, and we'd met Ronan Keating, and I was really young, and my granny was like asking for an autograph. And Ronan Keating was like, "No," like really rude, and so I was gutted. And she took me to a pub, got me a little coke to like cheer me up. And Alex Higgins was in the pub, and I had like my Guinness World Records because <laughs> from Christmas shopping. And he was like, "I'll sign it for you," and he signed it like Alex Hurricane Higgins, little smiley face. So it was like it was a real, you know, day of two halves. Like life, was, life this is this a roller all coaster. in one day <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, all, yeah. All, all Irish celebrities just sort I don't of I mean,
2: do know <laughs> that's literally the only two that I ever met and it was in <laughs> hour of each other yeah. but I, I mean he was in the pub like on his own and I remember even as a child being like mm.
0: <laughs> wasn't <laughs> but, he like a bit of a pin-up in the 80s though like women were quite attracted to him
2: I think I mean well maybe if we discuss Ronnie O'Sullivan I'll come on to this but there's not a lot of hardies and snookers so when you find one you just kind of like Grasp on oh, I've way. got a few actually yeah. coming up. Oh really?
0: <laughs> uh, we'll we'll stay with Higg- stay with Higgins <laughs> for a little <laughs> bit. His life is Mental. Mm. So he, when he first becomes champion in the 70s, he's living on a road where the houses are being demolished. And apparently every time one's demolished, he just moves to the next door (laughs) one and then demolish that. And he's just like (laughs) moving down through these, I guess they're empty, these houses. Um, And then he obviously gets a lot of money, gets into fame and fortune. He has like a series of very wild relationships. He has one girlfriend who keeps a voodoo doll of him that she sticks pins in.
2: I I don't judge her for that. I was about to say, that's (laughs) kind of on your... Thing that I would do. (laughs) Many... Kisses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although in an unforeseen twist, she ends up actually stabbing him, which oh. you know, possibly uh, yeah. might have seen that
1: coming. Yeah. Uh, and she just think that he was the voodoo doll? <laughs> she got confused. Just, I must punish the voodoo doll now. <laughs> I just think it's like how many times do I have to stab my doll before you get? it yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> She <laughs> couldn't manifest it. She took it into her no, own hands. Yeah. You're, you're still at doll level, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like TikTok tarot level. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that point. I'm sure it's on stage. <laughs>
0: Higgins has got his own feuds. He has a massive one with Canadian Cliff Thorburn, who's this like really slow playing guy. They don't really see eye to eye, and there's this this famous major final where they're tying sixteen all, and Higgins is so sure he's going to win that during the break he has a cake wheeled into the green room, like a four tier (laughs) wedding cake style victory cake. Uh, Because he was a bit of a an arrogant bastard, wasn't he? I think
2: he was, but like I think. When when he played against players like that, like when all these fast players play against a really boring other guy, it makes you get behind them, and then I think it must make you more arrogant. Like especially when it goes to sixteen all, like that's hours and hours of just snooker yeah <laughs> really tedious that one. is very very i can tedious. see you pushing your Ronnie O'Sullivan agenda
0: already right? i see through it
2: well no hurricane that was part of his yeah game, was right? quick, he, he was yeah. fast
0: and, and a true genius anyway Thorburn wins 1816 <laughs> and he runs over to the cake and smashes his face in it which you can imagine how higgins takes that he feels humiliated and he waits three years for revenge beats him and then he tells him and here's our first accent coming oh, God. he tells him you're a Canadian con who shit at snooker. Actually, he's a bit more softly
2: spoken than I But he? like, it doesn't make sense because I could just read it because it, it is my actual voice. Yeah, okay. If you want to do it, you do it. Shall I do one? <laughs> I, I do want to no, do I it. No, I just Yeah, OK. I'm learning. I'm not going de- to deprive you of it. <laughs> I'm learning
0: here. <laughs> OK, I'm going to do it in Harkin Higgins because he's quite softly spoken. Yes. said, you're a Canadian con who shit at snooker.
2: <laughs> is that it? <good? laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you say yeah. it you're a Canadian can't shed a snooker
1: yeah that is better,
2: yeah, better.
1: <laughs> 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 you're a natural you it's, it's not that. my
2: accent it is my voice <laughs> well he's, he's from the Shankill isn't he yeah alright it's not my accent <laughs> <laughs> my, and mine's like the falls version of it yeah, okay why well, am I getting into this, <laughs> <laughs> this is the
0: last thing to get into anyway he tells him he tells him you're a Canadian can't you, mm. a snooker and Thorben swings a punch at him and Higgins kicks him in the bollocks and walks <laughs> off he fights dirty. That is dirty. Yeah, but he was quite a... Like, like nothing was... No, there were no holds barred
1: with, with Hurricane Higgins. Yeah, no, he was... I don't know. Because he's, he's, quite, he's quite a small guy as well, so you feel he like, like he, he probably wouldn't do so much damage in like a, in a proper scrap. So you've got you to do what you can, right?
2: But with any snooker player, like, they're either really fat or, like, really skinny. They're not... You don't get a lot of, like, buff snooker players, <laughs> do you? No, nah, I
0: can't uh, think of one. You
2: know? I would say, like, Jimmy White is, like... The optimum physique for a snooker, just like a bit, you'd see him in the pub, and you wouldn't know that he was like a professional snooker player. One yeah. of those, you know.
1: I mean, that's that's actually quite a good segue into <laughs> the next person we're going to talk about, who absolutely blows um, Hurricane Higgins out of the water and on the on the boozing front, and that's Big Bill Werbenuck, um who's a, a twenty stone Canadian player who he lived in this converted. Single-decker bus in workshop that he'd. I got a picture of him here. That he'd he decked out with these. Oh, it's black and white. Oh wow! Um, these like beige velour oh my sofas, and he got like a TV and a and a stereo, and most importantly a beer tap um so he had, he had beer on tap in the bus in the bus and Bill was he was a pretty good player he was ranked number eight at his uh his highest point but he's much more famed for his absolutely insane <laughs> drinking habits so t- I mean to be fair to him he he had a tremor as a which, snooker player as a snooker player <laughs> is, is pretty it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty uh choose another sport it's, like. it's not so yeah so so uh, he obviously went to the doctors about this tremor and the doctor's advised him that the best solution to his problem was alcohol. So that would you know, just have have, a few beers and that was... What year is this? (laughs) The the, the doctor was possibly also the landlord of his local (laughs) pub.
2: The bus driver. Um,
1: He basically took this advice to heart and really like threw himself into this elixir of health. So he apparently used to drink on average, on an average day, he drank between 40 and 50 pints. Um, A day? A day. No. How? I don't think that's... there's this no is way what I've read. Yeah. Uh, obviously on, on on match days you would be glad to hear that he he did tone it down a little bit. So he <laughs> just had just the six pints before the match started, and then he'd limit himself to to one pint a frame. Oh
2: my god! Because they man. had they
0: had pints with them. Yeah, they, they had yeah. pints on the go. Yeah, this is
2: when they could smoke and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. inside the garden of that.
0: Shame, Once yeah. the
2: embassy sponsor went, they had to like stop smoking such a shame that's
0: probably yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but when did the pints go that's 90s as well isn't it
2: I, I don't believe I, this strikes me as like you know you don't know her she goes to another school like there's no way that you're drinking 50 pints he was massive to be you fair be, yeah he looks like Fred West
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> is Fred <laughs> West as fat as that are,
2: are you defending
0: Fred West <laughs> no, I'm not I'm absolutely- <laughs> I'm, I'm defending Fred West's bod yeah
1: <laughs> okay sorry there was a, according to according to legend there was one he played an exhibition match once where I think he was kind of playing up to this um, reputation as a big drinker and he apparently drank 76 cans of lager during the match and then afterwards carried on drinking for, for another seven hours
2: Jesus Christ
1: do you think he's just spilling them with his tremor? Oh, I that's think, right. that's, <laughs> it's probably as soon as this, once the tremor starts coming back it's like oh better get another pint down yeah. yeah. <laughs> surely the tremor is caused by the drinking
2: yeah chicken and
1: egg but yeah did it get know.
2: worse or did he just uh
1: well it no i mean he, he, he does stick with the drinking and it's mm. um there's a, it becomes quite a big thing among the tv commentators at the time they always bring it up that he was able to um claim the cost of six pints a day against his taxes like on on business expenses (laughs) what is this like corrupt
0: world in which doctors and the tax man are just like have another drink
1: you've clearly got a problem so have more yeah I think this is this is what happens when the alcohol industry is very powerful and lobbying there was he he was once offered 500 pounds to go to a, a pub in Middlesbrough and just drink like they didn't, they didn't even want him to play snooker. It's just we just want to watch you drink. Well, <laughs> i <like> performative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's another another story about Big Bill that he he was on this trip to Australia and he was challenged by the Scottish player Eddie Sinclair to to a drinking contest and snooker match. So they're doing both at the same time. And Big Bill eventually triumphed when Eddie passed out on his 42nd pint. Jesus. Um, <laughs> at which point, at which point, Bill said that he's, he's off to the bar for a proper drink <laughs> <laughs> gotta respect the commitment yeah. To the, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. but i think probably at some point he, he does realize that maybe this drinking isn't the best thing for him because he decides to switch to this drug called Inderol that supposedly also helps you with your tremors doesn't realize that it's on the like banned substances list by the for the snooker uh-huh. authorities so they drug test him and he gets banned, so, which is obviously really sad. And he's like, I better get back on the beers then, I guess. There's no, no solution. And he has this glorious comeback in 1990. At, I can't remember if it's the World Championships or UK Championships, where he plays uh, Nigel Bond, this British player. And over the course of an 11-frame manch- match, he drinks 28 pints of extra-strong lager and 16 whiskeys. Oh, my God. And loses 10-1. <laughs> Fair and then after, <laughs> apparently after the match, he he went he was so upset that he lost, he went home and downed a bottle of scotch. Right. Which is also I mean he does he does die of heart failure at uh-huh. fifty-six. Right.
0: So Big Bill's like a bit of a hero to the, the kind of laddie contingent of snooker mm. fans. But did you know two thirds of the fans in the eighties were women?
2: Really? Yeah. I guess that makes
0: sense. Yeah, so there there were there were (laughs) pinups. There was uh, Canadian Kirk Stevens, who he wore a white suit and was considered the pop star look. Oh God! There was Hurricane Higgins for the women who liked to Playboy, but the grandmother's favorite was (laughs) Tony Knowles. (laughs) Um, apparently, what the, there was a report at the time. The grandmothers, the, the grannies, loved his cherubic cheeks and smashing bottom.
2: Yeah, was he quite like clean cut.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was, and there was also a quote from someone saying, "I like it when he has to get his leg up to edge over the table, which is you know, <laughs> steady." <Yeah. laughs> anyway, to- Tony obviously cashes in on this reputation, and pretty soon he is sleeping with fans left, right, and centre. And they start selling kiss and tells to the tabloids. <laughs> and his rep, he's getting quite big. He has the, he like bursts onto the scene in the mid 80s. And he's getting quite big. Everyone loves him. And then a kiss and tell story reveals that he likes to wear women's underwear, which oh, he it, denies.
2: I don't think that, I mean, I feel like no, that wouldn't take a visit at anyone, but no, in the it, 80s. No, so I, I, to be
0: fair, I don't, I don't think he's, you know treated to hatred oh, or anything right, okay. but it just it doesn't play well with the grannies right. who
2: are his oh, fan yes, base of course yeah. yeah he
1: needs them for calendar sales yeah, and whatever yeah. else
2: the playboy girls wouldn't have minded that I don't no
1: I don't, it. I don't know was it was it grannies underwear
2: or,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or playgirls play underwear <laughs> <Warrior>. <laughs> <laughs> so it was sort of lacy we talking like thin lacy numbers or, or granny sort of white <laughs> <laughs> if it was granny pants they'd be like oh, fair enough Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still he's they cold. are comfy he's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. so leaning over the table <laughs> and it draft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes the smashing bottom look better yeah. on TV, to be fair. Uh, anyway, Tony, after a while, decides enough is enough. If everyone else is making money out of my sex life, I'm going to cash in too. So, be- the week before a big major event, he sells his own story to the sun. Sells so his own underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: He's so, like, right. worn, yeah.
0: <laughs> Now, weirdly, they've got loads to send out. <laughs> um, and, and these, the week before, there are three separate stories um, that he he talks about his own sex life. The, the headlines are: the first one is "What a Break: Three Birds in My Bed," Jeez. and then another one is "I Sign Their Sexy Bits," where he reveals that he like signs. I, I don't know. I presume that's boobs, isn't it?
2: <laughs> oh, that's a really weird way of phrasing. Boobs. Bits, <laughs> like, sexy bits. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's other parts uh, of their maybe body. Maybe bum? Isn't. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I don't- <laughs> Come on, it's not that. But I just it, the logistics of if it's not either boobs or bum, like makes me gives me pause maybe with like a sharp I don't know oh, I'm just thinking <laughs> shining boobs
0: is like a rock rock and roll thing isn't but it but this
2: is quite a rock and roll like I'm struggling to think if any snooker player now would get like a front page of the sun being like I shag people all the time exactly like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah the we're rock crazy. and roll element is what's lost and probably better for all that help yeah. I and mean, we're going to get onto a serious rock star in a minute but uh, <laughs> I guess yeah they're they're just not like that anymore because they don't take loads of drugs and. but yeah. how are they getting so much female attention what snooker,
2: snooker players
0: this era yeah
2: well, I do think when you look back at the men of the eighties, just a different, you're not getting your Timothy Chalamet's back mm. then, you know, you're not getting your Jacob Elordi's like, it's a little bit more rough around the edges. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. maybe it was like, this is all they had, yeah. the women of the eighties. I, I don't
1: think it was seen as such a like unattractive thing to be necking like 28 pints in yeah, the middle of the day true. and like heavily smoking and spending all your time sitting around in pubs. Mm. Whereas maybe, I don't know.
2: Yeah, Gen Z don't drink. I don't no. think they would be impressed by this.
0: Mm. I, is it not just as simple as like they were more famous then? So. Yeah, probably Maybe. that too.
1: Yeah, I hate to be cynical.
0: <laughs> less channels. Yeah, and fewer smashing bottoms now. Yeah, there are less channels. There are like, less three channels. channels. It's like
2: you can, you know, even when like snooker, when they started doing like more like Chinese tournaments and stuff, and I remember my dad would be like, "Well, watch all of them," and I was like, "Please." <laughs> but like, <laughs> when it was on like BBC, it's like okay, you're kind of stuck. You have to watch that.
0: Yeah, what is that? Or yeah. a soap?
2: Once they brought in the red button, you know. Really diluted the sport.
0: <laughs> anyway, Tony kind of he he pockets twenty five grand from the sun for the story. He gets fined five grand and he loses in the first round. And he kind of fades away after that without the support of the grandmothers.
2: Yeah, mm. who, I, why does he uh, get fined?
0: Um, for bringing the sport into disrepute. <laughs> so that's the interesting thing about this yeah. era is the whole reason it's prime time is because of people like Higgins who are making all these like mm. wild stories away from the table and making magic on it yeah but the bosses are kind of trying to keep a lid on the bad behavior so they're doing a bit of drug testing and they're doing Mm. a bit of finding people for selling stories i mean the tony Knowles one was literally him with two topless page three girls on like (laughs) a table so maybe they thought it was a bit much yeah Yeah. and the grannies didn't like it he's
1: he's drawing in the in the viewing figures surely Surely it's just the
0: hypocrisy of the 80s isn't it it's like oh we're gonna have page three girls but also we're gonna like condemn people for swearing
2: yeah mm. this was before the age of when they would be like we'll have page three girls but they will tell you who they're voting for in the general election and that's why we'll still have them this <laughs> yeah. is like we don't care yeah they're like, just in there
0: well, didn't they even have like ironic um like page three girl views on the news that was almost a bit like yeah mocking it was, them. It was I've, for this pod i looked through a lot of old tabloid stories from the 80s and 90s and they were bastards like yeah. it's so like for example, there's a player who goes bankrupt and they just refer her to him as the bankrupt. Like, <laughs> like he is a bankrupt. Is
2: that even a thing? <laughs> what, not even like Jack the Bankrupt?
0: No, it wasn't like bankrupt. bankrupt Jack Rivlin. It was just, it, it was like, it wasn't an adjective, it was a noun. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. really Not the one. worst thing
1: they did in the 80s, of course. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, maybe they're just going along with the... Because they all have these nicknames. It's like the Hurricane, the whirlwind, like... (laughs) Big Bill. The Bankrupt. The Bankrupt. I don't know if you want the Bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) The Bankrupt.
2: But some of them are quite like sad nicknames. Like I can't think of what Ken Doherty's is. He's one of the most boring players of all time. Uh,
0: Isn't Steve Davis interesting? Because he's so boring. (laughs)
2: Yeah, another... Some of them are just like mind-numbingly boring to watch, which makes sense why these guys are maybe so popular because it's like diamond in the rough
1: <laughs> anyway speaking of speaking of somebody who is definitely not mind-numbingly boring it's jimmy white who breaks <laughs> onto the scene in uh, in the early 80s and he becomes a star both on the bays and on the bender so i mean he's he's really like a he's an absolute rock and roll star and also a crazily talented player he had this this famous friendship with um ronnie wood of the rolling stones who by the way is a really big snooker fan apparently they'd they'd have tables at the like backstage at their gig so they could they could play before their sets um, but The Stones The Stones yeah yeah I
2: think that's quite boring I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> yes, that. It's,
1: it's suddenly <laughs> becoming <laughs> less rock and roll yeah, where's Marianne Faithful on that mound of yeah. cocaine
0: <laughs> no we're gonna play snooker actually <laughs> do you want a break
2: you get, the, you get the impression that the girlfriends are just like right we'll leave you too yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marianne Faithful is not there when that <laughs>
1: There's a great story of how the two of them met because their, um, their two daughters went to the same school and they met at the school nativity. Um, So like Ronnie Wood and Jimmy White, just like locked eyes from across the room during, (laughs) during, you know, like the nativity scene and uh, just as Mary and Joseph are putting baby Jesus to, (laughs) to bed and they, they go out for a drink after the show and come home 3 days later uh, this is this is like the run up to christmas as well yeah, apparently christmas um, eve yeah no apparently apparently um, Ronnie wood at some point it was jimmy jimmy was like oh I should- Probably get home like it's, it's Christmas Eve, and he's like, ah, you know, don't worry. As long as you're home by Christmas Day, the, cr- the kids will be happy. <laughs> so it's like, all oh, right, rack up another line.
0: <laughs> also, imagine being that nativity and being like, is that Ronnie Wood and Jimmy White? <laughs> Why are
1: they eyeball each other? Why are they sneaking off to the toilets together?
2: <laughs> yeah, if you're just a normal parent, you'd be like, they would like, stand out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would. Well, Jimmy White stands out because of the hair.
1: Sadly, mm.
2: he had those botched hair plugs and now he, like, a really early hair transplant.
1: Read a bit about this because it, it, it went really wrong.
2: Yeah, I, f- I've, I feel quite sorry what? for him. What happened? Yeah. Do you know I, I think it's just like. The science wasn't as developed. You know I mean, like now it's so you know, like boys just go in the summer and they get their hair transplant. By the yeah. time they come back, it's like fine. Jimmy White was like a really early adopter <laughs> of the hair transplant yeah. format.
1: Really, yeah, he, he dragged yeah. The, the the medium forward. Or,
2: and people like, like got, I remember like he got ripped into like, and now I, I think he wears a toupee.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does because it's it yeah, apparently got he's got so bad. he's got really bad scarring on his head. Yeah. He, he said that like when he came out of the clinic, they'd they basically like cut his scalp yeah. up and had like tried to sort of draw the skin in, but it meant that his his skin was basically like pulled up his face, and would have like what his eye going one direction and the other one going the other. And yeah, so he had to have like surgery to, to sort out. Um, so his and now Yeah he wears a wig. He wears a wig. It no, does look it does look quite funny. But apparently him and his driver went together to this like dodgy backstreet oh, no. clinic and he said like if you think I look bad you should see my job. <laughs> But um, unsurprisingly, him and Hurricane Higgins get on like a house on fire. <laughs> so there's this story where White goes to Dublin to, I think he plays an exhibition match there, and he's only he's only planning to go for the weekend. He said that he, he didn't even bring a change of clothes. That was that was how quickly he was supposed to be in and out. Ends up coming back six weeks later. So he goes and checks into the the Gresham Hotel this hotel in Dublin, and the promoter that's looking after him wants to make sure he's he's feeling at home, so make sure they send twenty four bottles of Dom Perignon champagne to his room every day, and it's all going well. He's like enjoying the champagne, and then who checks into the Gresham? But Hurricane Higgins, and apparently um, Higgins like goes up to the front desk and it's like, oh, can I I have the have the usual suite, please. Maybe not. Maybe not. Please, I shouldn't. No, okay, okay,
2: thank you.
1: Um, he's he's more like, have money, have the usual, please. You can't. Um,
2: That's a terrible Belfast accent. That <laughs> one. Never on. go. <laughs> um, oh, no. Give me the fucking sweet. Give me the fucking
1: sweet. You can't. <laughs> um, and anyway, they're sort of like, sorry, Mister Higgins, but uh, uh, Mister White is already is already in the suite, and he's like, oh no, no bother. I'll uh, I'll go up and. uh, I'll go and see to him. So they, they goes up and, and ends up going into the suite with Jimmy and they're like cracking through these bottles of champagne and he ends up sleeping in Jimmy's bath for like three days. Apparently he's wearing this white suit for the the whole time that they're there. And after three days, he's like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to get into, get my own suite downstairs. And, um, Jimmy like describes this, bender in his in his um autobiography so he's, he's like, he says that they were joined by nightclub girls croupiers hostesses ub40 and film lineup from thin Lizzy for the for the mother of all benders the party carried on for 17 days at one point the promoter's wife came to tell us he'd been carted off to a mental hospital after having a breakdown
2: <laughs> well, from that party from the like, sections <laughs> <laughs> I of all of that, the weirdest part is like, why are you B40? Yeah, there? <laughs> no. and Phil Liner from Thin yeah. Lizzy. But I guess, like, Phil Liner, you're just like, okay, well, maybe he's a double in double but like. I mean, are UB40 from Dub? Are they from Dublin? Um, I have no idea. Why are they no, there? No idea. <laughs> no, no idea. They fucking there. love yeah. the set. Yeah. Yeah. They love snooker.
0: Yeah. They love <laughs> croupiers and hostesses. A load of job titles that don't really exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Sorry, but- hang on. The promoter was part of the party. The promoter was there. Guess- I mean, maybe
1: that's why he sent the 24 bottles of champagne. I'm sure they got through them. What? Well, yeah. And then yeah. he ends up being sectioned. Because he, he gets sectioned. That that mean- that's, what, that's what 17 days in a hotel room with yeah. Jimmy White and Hurricane Higgins does to he- you. Take that big bill with 16 whiskeys. <laughs>
2: He's gone by that point. i maybe
1: not. God rest his soul. Yeah. (laughs) And anyway, on the on the on the seventeenth day, uh, Jimmy White comes down with alcohol poisoning, unsurprisingly, and decides to like call it a day, makes his makes his excuses and and leaves, and jumps on a plane back to Gatwick and goes back home and knocks on the door, and his uh, his wife answers answers the door, and apparently he. She says, as soon as I opened the door, I knew I was in trouble. So he just like had one look at her face. and was like, oh, fuck this. And got a taxi back to Gatwick, jumped in a plane. And a few hours later, he's back at the Gresham. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> <laughs> I you- guess you would. You'd be like, yeah. wow. Well.
1: He said he, he went into the reception and was like, oh, can I check back into the suite? And they are like... <laughs> Well, you could, but you, you never checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling contracts
2: yeah. in the correction.
1: Um, what must his
0: wife be thinking? Do you think she literally opened the door, he saw the look on her face, and, she was, and yeah. he was just like, bah.
2: Well, this isn't the way, he's not with the wife, not I, I don't think. Uh,
0: no, he's been through a few years. Well, he?
2: I think his current girlfriend is, like, she's 20 odd years younger than him, and she's a beauty, like a beauty contestant. Mm. Like, which again, like, I don't know. Ronnie Wood's on that. Shit, as well, isn't he? Yeah, but that's Ronnie Wood. Like, I think <laughs> you would like. That's more acceptable than. Oh, Jimmy from her White. perspective, you mean? As in, yeah, yeah, I, I would rather be with Ronnie Wood than Jim. No offense to Jimmy White, but like, if you had a choice, I don't would, know.
0: Yeah, would you? Would you get with Ronnie Wood now? He's still Ronnie Wood. I'd, I'd shag uh, Mick Jagger.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't you?
0: We've we've gone at a time. <laughs> no, he's a Rolling Stone.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you had, to and choose- he's that age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you,
0: Jack McJagget, is What I'm asking.
2: Yeah, he's got a lovely house in Richmond.
0: Yeah, so Ron- Ronnie Ron- Wood.
2: Well, where does he live? <laughs> I think also Richards. Yeah.
1: He lives in Big Bill's bus,
2: unfortunately. <laughs> no vacated. <laughs>
1: Hasn't had a lick of paint in a while. <laughs> um another another great Jimmy White story. So I think this is from the eighties the and his his brother died sadly. And the night before the funeral, he's in a pub in Wandsworth having a few drinks and up they they rack up a four and a half grand bar tab at this pub and then him and his sister decide to go and get their brother's body so this is this is genuinely a true story so they got his driver to drive them to the morgue and broke in and took their brother's corpse like dressed up in a suit for the for the funeral the next day took the corpse out drove around to their other brother's house and like propped him up in a chair spent the night just like drinking and and like reminiscing about good good times (laughs) with him at some point the the I guess the sun comes up and you're like, fuck, we've got the, he's got, he's got Jesus. places to be. <laughs> um, so they call a cab to take him back to the funeral home, carrying him out to the cab. <laughs> and the taxi driver was like, are you sure your friend's okay? Like, doesn't look very well. And like, yeah, yeah, no, he's fine. He's fine. Honestly, he's just, he's just sleepy. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, they, yeah, they, they take him back to the funeral home and it's fine. I think he does get in trouble with the police, but. Um, I mean as you should yeah, yeah yeah. I think he says that they, they let him off on a on, uh, compassionate ground
2: <laughs> Christ imagine you're uber ridden <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. never get a cab again yeah.
0: <laughs> again can you imagine watching the CCTV and the mortuary and being like okay, someone's broken in which is fucking weird is that Jimmy White <laughs> <laughs> snooker star Jimmy White breaking
1: into a morgue he's in, morgue <laughs> in a waistcoat a so much, yeah. it <laughs> yeah. there can only be one guy yeah he was you should say a really good player as well he's yeah. like one, of the, one of the talents of his generation he's often named as the the best player to never win a world championship he got to six finals and lost all of them so
0: he, the, so he was a bit of a choker
1: I guess Poor yeah, yeah. There was well, actually he had one, stuff
2: going on yeah. like, I think that's
0: pretty clear <laughs> like, he was busy so, there was
1: one grave robbing <laughs> yeah. There was one, I think it was a semi-final. He played uh, Alex Higgins in, I think it was 1982. And he actually says that he's glad that he lost that match because he wouldn't have survived if he'd won. (laughs) As so he just discovered cocaine at that point, and was just like on the sesh all the time. And he's like, "If if I'd won the world championship that year, pff, yeah, wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't be here." Doesn't he get into into crack? Yeah, yeah
2: he gets crack, crack. Yeah, cocaine for him. Which I just find. I think he's the only one that like.
0: Oh, I think Higgins knows his way around crack. It ran a rock never, a crack. Yeah. They were they were like tight and partying together a lot. Yeah, you don't do crack alone. I don't do know
1: because Jimmy White said that that Higgins never took cocaine either. Oh. I don't know if he never took. He didn't didn't like it. Yeah. I'm sure. No, I'm I'm pretty certain he did. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wasn't there. I <laughs> he does also.
2: Why? 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 Legal brownie. team, <laughs> yeah, please legal.
0: <laughs> um, Jimmy Why also in his book. I Remember, he says like stuff about Kirk Stevens, this other player. He's like, oh yeah, he got me into crack and all this stuff. Yeah. And as soon as the book came out, he posts on his Facebook page retracting it, being like, I think I got you mixed up with someone. Else. Kirk Which, Stevens like, is like, what the fuck?
2: I guess if you're on crack, you're like, yeah, it was Kirk, he was there. He's like, crack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. and we shared a couple of splits that time.
2: Yeah, it's quite extreme to accuse someone. It's it's gateway drug, yeah. <laughs> Crack.
0: I think others were on it. I refuse to believe. I don't know. Maybe Higgins wasn't. What's he doesn't his, look like
1: he was Doesn't he crack? have an ama- like, amazing yeah.
0: description of it?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. He said he was uh, described crackers. White described crackers like sucking the devil's dick. <laughs>
2: what does that actually mean good good prose yeah, yeah. when he's not accusing kirk of yeah. getting him yeah. into crack another
0: wandering poet
2: <laughs> they're all quite poetic
0: they they actually? Are,
2: yeah well i thought he was quite poetic and then i i you know looked him up before this and he's like kind of just like this weird hard man in some respects he had a pit bull and the pit bull's name was splinter and i think i mean check this but i think the pit bull like got lost or got stolen and he like put its picture on the front of the times to be like give me back splinter which is just like kind of like a weird weird thing to, i mean i guess when you're on crack
0: how's yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got so much leverage with the Times. yeah i know
2: <laughs> <laughs> like i mean check that but i was like <laughs> i was like this can't be true it's another yeah. kirk story so was he was
0: he like a snarling because i always get the impression he, now he's he's a, like he was quite a sad figure and now he's quite yeah. reformed, and he's quite cheeky and self-deprecating but was he quite like scary
2: I think of him as quite sad but maybe it's because he never won or like didn't often win that it was like oh you know he can't he chokes at the last yeah. minute and that's why it's like tragic rather than
1: I think he was always quite sanguine about mm. losing though like I, I can't remember where I read this but like in a, in a post-match interview he was sort of like ah you know it's only snooker it's like you yeah. just lost the world championship final for the sixth <laughs> time in a row <laughs> it's a job yeah, yeah. it's your job yeah the whirlwind so, he, so there are like two factions
0: at this point there's like uh, there's Jimmy, Hurricane Higgins, your Tony Knowles, they're, they're the wild children. And then you've got the squares in the other corner. You've got like Dennis Taylor, the guy with the upside down glasses.
2: Yeah, but I actually think, I always like that story about Dennis Taylor that he changed them because when you're looking across the table, if you wear, because I wear glasses, and if you look up, like you can't see. So he... Asked the optician to switch the glasses so that he could have his bifocals on the top, so he could see the table. Oh. It's really nerdy and boring, but like, respect. Started, you know, proves you, your point. Have
0: you considered getting a pair?
2: I'm wearing contacts. I
0: think you'd so. quite suit a pair of. Stuff.
2: I do have little round glasses, which maybe I sympathise with. These like, are
0: like like ovals. They're like cartoon eyes. Yeah,
2: they look. He also. Stupid. Do you remember he
0: wins? Oh, this isn't going to work on the puppet. He wins one and he does the celebration where he gets his cue and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very odd. <laughs> For the benefit of the tape, I'm doing a weird dance. <laughs> um, so there's him, there's Steve Davis. They're the sort of boring squad, and the two factions get involved in a chart battle because remember, <laughs> snooker is the big national obsession. Yeah. So they both release a song in 1986. Oh my the boring God. lads do Snooker Loopy, which is uh, with Chaz and Dave, which gets to number six in the charts. Snooker Loopy, nuts
2: are we? Me and him and them and. In this video, Steve Davis is just like the beam was boring. Like he's, he's not even—he's not even committed to the bet. He's in a white sl- short-sleeve shirt, just on the corner, just like gently swaying, like, tapping his
0: foot. Yeah, yeah,
2: so boring. I don't know why I hit him, but I really hit him. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: annoyingly catchy that song. It is very and much be- the, the kind of song you'd expect from the, the boring crowd, right?
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah, Higgins, um, is, he claims it was his idea in the first place for anyone to have a snooker song, which is very Higgins. Yeah. And uh, he covers The Wanderer, which is like a 60s blues song. Uh, they call it Four Ball. It's Higgins, Whirlwind White and Tony Knowles, all the real bad boys. The hearts are Anyway, yeah, that fails to chart. Uh, they lose <laughs> the Battle of the Charts.
2: Yeah, but that's like, you know, the blur oasis, like Oasis obviously should have won, but didn't. Like that's a much cooler song, no?
1: Agreed, yeah, yeah. And agreed on Oasis as well. Yeah. It doesn't look like so much planning has gone into that one. No. Like the, the other one the other one is quite like choreographed and got a, they've got a big vibes. team and they've mm-hmm. set up the whole you know, got got the whole eight. set. Whereas these guys yeah. look like they've literally just like rocked up from the pub which I'm yeah. sure they have and
2: well just, they're in the pub
1: they've gone from one to the other Jimmy White looks particularly they just about convinced them to walk outside the pub so they could film them walking back into the pub
0: Jimmy White looks particularly like seshy he's got like red eyes yeah anyway all, all the um, chart battle stuff's really nice but the I guess the bigger cultural impact that the bad boys have is on the widespread drug use on the tour because yeah. it does spread <laughs> so none other ahead ahead of the 1985 final none other than Mr. Kirk Stevens oh, no. is accused of being high as a oh. kite by his opponent Silvino Francisco on crack or he Silvino Francisco just says in an interview he said before the game he says he's high as a kite which is mental if yeah. you think is about it is he
2: just really unpopular so like every time they get the a yeah. chance they're just like fucking
0: Kirk I think he's actually quite popular I think he's I don't know he's really getting it Wait, well, he is really getting it anyway so the the official's demand a drugs test and apparently he passes even though he's looking very twitchy. Oh, so uh, um, as well. <laughs> yeah. No, no no he then he then passes the drugs test and then admits to having a massive cocaine problem right. and, uh, and moves back to Canada to get clean. No, oh. no smoke without fire. Well yeah. I think I think it was Mind Games from Silvino. Okay. Okay. And it was a bit bloody rich because Silvino, years later gets caught smuggling 150 grand's worth of drugs in his fear on the Dover ferry. Oh, God,
2: which is, it's quite a budget way. It's, to, it's never glamorous, is, 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 it. is it? Like to smuggle yeah. coke. It's it? never a
0: boat from Panama. No. It's, the Dover it's not Fiat. like they've
2: like cut open his case. He's just in a fear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dover. Anyway, even old lovely Cliff Thorburn, remember him, the very slow player. Even he tests positive for cocaine use.
1: Really keep up somehow
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you watch there's a video of the, of the final around the time that he admits cocaine you said all the comments on
1: YouTube underneath are like how is he on coke and going that slow
2: I <laughs> can't imagine fast. him without <laughs> yeah.
1: there's other, one other tournament that's worth mentioning which is the the world team event where it was basically a sort of national tournament so you'd have teams of three representing their country and they'd play matches where they'd take it in turns to play frames and it threw up quite a few funny moments. There was one from nineteen eighty when uh big Bill (laughs) Wabernack, you remember him, he leant over the table to to take a shot and his trousers ripped up the ripped up the back revealing that he was wearing no underwear.
2: Oh (laughs) and like suit trousers. Yeah suit
1: trousers probably cream (laughs) <laughs> no underwear. No underwear. Oh, no underwear. And then, he, he, then, he, then, he then tried to blame the sound on a fan farting at the crowd.
2: Well, I almost <laughs> feel like he's planned that. Yeah. But to what end? That's just
1: good, good, good crack. <laughs> the, the match got paused for 15 minutes apparently. They did it. They did a, did a shout out to the crowd asking if anyone had a needle and thread. <laughs> <laughs> to <That's a laughs> fix up his trousers. Oh yeah, there were there was more drama, it's <laughs> slightly, slightly <laughs> different drama to that. More drama 10 years later in the 1990 final when Northern Ireland faced off against Canada and Alex Higgins and the Northern Ireland captain, Dennis Taylor, basically are a big falling out over the course of this tournament. I think they never really got on, but it all kicks off because there's this £6,000 prize for the player who gets the highest break in the course of the tournament. And it's, um, it's looking like Dennis Taylor is going to get it and he comes out and says like if if i win it then i'm keeping the money um and apparently like alex higgins had said before the tour like if i I get it then i'm keeping it (laughs) as well which very on brand for him but when it looks like taylor's gonna win it alex kicks off he basically says you're a traitor to your country you're not fit to wear the badge that kind of (laughs) famous (laughs) badge there's something like (laughs) hand in your you're you're not fit to wear the badge the red hand of ulster (laughs) (laughs)
2: are <laughs> um, oh, you going there are you yeah I, I just did not speak
1: that's his quote oh he did <laughs> say that he did say oh. that he, did, he oh. said no, that's literally his quote I'm not I thought me, that was I'm tasteless that improv
2: no 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 that is actually not. I mean quote. he uh, he is from the Shankle I think yeah. I don't know where
0: Dennis Taylor's from but I never think yeah. of yeah. him as but being well. particularly sectarian but
2: no I think with, like as with Best like his his murals are on like the Shankle bits but like everyone just kind of is like yeah fine enough yeah. we like yeah. him yeah, you know,
0: transcends yeah. it all, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, in his own
1: horrible way. Mm, Sport yeah. beyond borders. That, that was a th- <laughs> That was a quote. Not, not a sectarian. <laughs> I, was, I was about to do my Zach stop doing sectarianism. <laughs> kick.
0: <laughs> not again.
2: Has <laughs> happened multiple times yeah, so. after
1: the cricket episode. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so in the they, they make it to the final despite this this like fallout in the team. And in the first interval of the final, Higgins decides to call a meeting, a team meeting, in the women's toilets. Because he's he's apparently he's afraid that they'll be overheard if they're in the men's. And he absolutely loses it. He insults Taylor's dead mother and tells him the next time you're in Northern Ireland, I'll have you shut fucking hell yeah it's that's horrid literally threatening to that's the nasty shot. side that's, that's the it? nasty side anyway oh. it, was, it wasn't great for the, the team morale because they <laughs> <No>. lost 9-5 <laughs> to who Canada to Canada yeah. uh, Cliff Thorburn's side and Kirk Stevens. Yeah, side Steve. great Kirk <laughs> <laughs> kept it together
0: yeah. and Big Bill Big Bill's Canadian isn't he
1: yeah I don't know if they were all playing this this is nineteen so they're so like two giants at the time Northern Ireland and Canada it's probably the only time that'll ever happen yeah But anyway, Higgins by this point is sort of, I think he's losing the plot a little bit. And at the World Championships a few months later, he crashes out in the first round. And then on his way to the the press conference, as he walks into the the room, one of the press officers just says to him, thank you, Alex. Thanks for coming. He turns around, punches the press (laughs) officer in the stomach and then takes his seat and announces his retirement with a, with a, very, it's a very iconic um, oh press conference. I know. love it. It's great.
2: Shove your snooker up your Say, I am not playing no more. I won't be raised a queue like again. I've had uh, all sorts of shit thrown at me by the media. Let's see how I would you do without me. Because I ain't playing no more. Good night,
0: boys. What I would say in his defense is he did basically make snooker the massive sensation yeah. it was in the 80s, but he's also horrible.
2: But it's quite an iconic <laughs> way to leave. Just like, I'm not yeah. playing anymore, to see how you do without me, which, like, I guess it did get more boring.
0: It did, yeah. you know. Shove it up your jackseed, in his yeah. words. That's kind of the end of the golden era mm-hmm. of, like, these wild, wild snooker players and the end of the massive popularity. But, you know, you still get big names these days are a bit a bit nutty. I think this is this is our opportunity to talk Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh yeah. We have to. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into a little debate about him in a second, but mm. just just for background, he he had a really like tough upbringing. I think you'd have to say the year he turned pro, his dad was jailed for a really unpleasant murder. I was reading up about like his parents' background because they ran Soho sex shops. And apparently his dad was one of those guys he used to walk into bars buy everyone a drink and announce Big Ron's the name Pawn's the game <laughs> So I was sort of reading that picturing like Boise from Only Fools and Horses and then I read you know wh- yeah. what he done is horrible we're not going to get into that but he, he goes to jail for a long long time and Ronnie's mum's pretty scary too Yeah She goes to jail as well for that fraud um, <laughs> Less yeah. that. Slowly less terrifying Yeah less terrifying part. <laughs> yeah. she does sound it's pretty kind of scary annoying. so yeah. you know she hates Ronnie's um, um, long term on off girlfriend Leila Ruas who's the Holby and footballer's wife star obviously you'll know her from Holby so oh, of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, didn't. and and she's like she always refers to her as like a prostitute and all this horrible stuff but <laughs> apparently she has Leila's number saved in her phone as the revolving fanny <laughs> <laughs>
2: his mom.
0: Yeah, apparently she's really Jesus. scary. So you can understand why when Ronnie turns pro, like he's, he's a little yeah. bit off the rails. He's like, I think he's raising his younger sister. It's hard. He has a pretty big year in 1994. He gets, he crashes two BMWs <laughs> gets stopped for speeding at 130 miles an hour in a Ferrari. And I found a report in the Daily Record that says that he had a bust-up with a Bangkok taxi driver before allegedly taking a prostitute to his hotel suite. But I can't actually find any other reports on that. Just so, the
2: Daily Record.
0: Yeah, yeah, just the Daily Record. It's
2: a really <laughs> Paper random off record.
0: Yeah, I don't know why it's in there. So that may not be true. But what is true is two years later, he gets caught pissing in the corridor at a tournament by an official <laughs> who dobs him in. <laughs> And Ronnie's obviously a bit pissed off about being dobbed in. And um, about a month later, Ronnie's friend is in the green room, and this tournament official takes real exception to Ronnie's friend and he wants him thrown out. And O'Sullivan grabs this tournament official by the balls, gets him up against the oh wall, calls him a little fucking grass, <laughs> and then headbutts him. So he's mm, pretty scary. Because yeah. you don't, I mean, Ronnie now is a tortured but not, not such a threatening soul. He's almost like quite a nice well, guy. He's like f-
2: do you know what I mean he's Mm. older
0: now and he's been through it
2: I think he came to the sport quite young like I remember Mm. him because like when I was watching it as a kid like a lot of the players were really old and really slow and he was really fast and young and like I think that's why he became like and also all this stuff about his family. He had like an interest in, mm. you know, like romantic. And he's backstory. a com- and
0: he's a tortured soul. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. the he was he's the heir to the Higgins yeah, White Throne, isn't it? So. And he is like he he plays so fast. Yeah, it's good. The Rocket. Mm. Um, I d- like he obviously has all these wild stories about hell raising with the Rolling Stones. Mm. He also hangs out with them, hell raising and all this partying. <laughs> but whenever I read quotes from him about it, it's a bit a bit miserable. I'll, I'll read you. This yeah. is the one that always does the rounds. I went wild for six years booze and spliffs I loved a joint the only problem with a joint is that one follows another and another then at 7am the sun would come up and I'd think oh Jesus I've done it again the birds would be tweeting and I'd think I'm in trouble
2: with weed yeah that's just
0: depressing
2: I think that is depression yeah (laughs) that's not not the weed But
0: everyone always says he's really wild like yeah there are those stories and like yeah I think he shagged a girl in the green room of Big Break which is quite snooker rock and roll I'll give him that
2: Big Break was a weird era
0: yeah because it came a bit late yeah, for snooker, yeah, yeah.
2: Didn't it? also it's Jim Davidson yeah so it's, like, it's
0: not aged 12 yeah
2: not worth going <laughs> another, qu-
1: another question I've got is are the Rolling Stones as rock and roll as they <laughs> they like to make out because they're just they're just hanging out with snooker players <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just sitting just in silence yeah. at the just, crucible. Yeah.
2: I didn't think that they featured They crop up a lot on the <laughs> yeah. upshot, actually. Because who did
0: we do recently? They were hanging uh, out. with? Ian Botham. Yeah, he was hanging out with them. Yeah,
2: but I think that's you know more so than snooker players. That's probably quite cool. I, oh, I think know.
0: Beefy's part. I don't think he's necessarily mates with the players, but he's part of that '80s thing of like, for the first time, there are sportsmen who are wild, and the papers celebrate yeah. it, and it's like it's mm. it's cool to be anti-establishment. Yeah. Um, which I guess is still true but they just aren't because there's too much money mm. but yeah it's weird how the Rolling Stones I mean they they were pretty wild weren't
1: they they all like yeah I mean they, they, yeah that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the image they like to portray yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're quite old they're just, and
2: still alive so it's like yeah. Where they well, that's yeah. suspicious I'm just you know and they don't let you like Put, don't they like not have when they did Glastonbury they wouldn't put it on TV which made me hate them really yeah, oh, yeah. they're really funny about like copyright mm, with the Rolling Stones oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean they're, yeah, they're quite capitalist.
0: tight yeah they're capitalist. Keith Richards didn't he say like he only he on average has only slept three nights a week or something <laughs> he says like I'm effectively Jesus. 400 years old he's just watching <laughs> snooker the whole time <laughs> It
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you're like 12 years old like I think a lot of like kids watch like football with their dads and you know you can you're, like oh Beckham's quite hot like there was no footballer in my house I cannot emphasise this enough (laughs) that it was just Ronnie O'Sullivan so you had to fancy someone the other
0: options are like Graham Dot
2: Stephen Hendry
0: Peter Red. like yeah (laughs) there is the odd wild man still on the tour you can still find him I want to give a shout out to Mr. Rob Milkins (laughs) so when when snooker branched out to Turkey they launched the Turkish Masters the Blazers who run the sport threw a big party to like schmooze the local dignitaries give them a chance to meet the players and you know it was all like everyone please be on best behaviour unfortunately Rob didn't get the memo It was his birthday, so he'd been drinking all day with his mates, and he turned up thuggishly pissed, like hammered. And he arrived and apparently immediately got in a fight with one of the VIP guests, probably who was just like standing in his way or something, and he then slipped and fell over in the loo and split his chin open, so he was staggering around the party with like blood all over his white shirt, really drunk. He then gets in a fight with Jason Ferguson, who's some sort of snooker boss who's like obviously saying to him, Rob, like, you're too drunk. Please, can you just go home? Like, I'm fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbing at the food. Um, Jason Ferguson then calls him a, an ambulance, and he has to be taken to hospital and have his stomach pumped. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: he, said, he said later, I don't know exactly what happened. I was in a state where I didn't know where I was.
1: This, this is an event where there is. In yeah, you're in
0: Turkey, Rob. <laughs> an important
1: event. Yeah. <laughs> it's the event where there's supposed to be, like, probably schmoozing the sponsors and encouraging yeah. them to like yeah. get a little brand on their
0: waistcoat and yeah, things like that. yeah you're right. supposed to be like shaking hands with Saudi Aramco yeah. and like just not pissing anyone off yeah so
2: guys this is APAC we need this <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's the new market yeah.
0: um, anyway he, he is he's like known as a big drinker he comes out to the music oh, I am a cider drinker by the <laughs> Wurzels
2: I mean I do find the mu- as a purist I find the music a bit cringe mm. not gentlemanly
0: <laughs> Unlike everything else. Gentleman's sport. We were reading we were reading some like press release from some Chinese advertiser and they said Snooker is one of the four aristocratic sports. It promotes an image of clean and healthy living. We're
2: like, what? We've proven that to be yeah. yeah.
1: not, sure, not sure Alex Higgins does that, gives no. that image too many favours. One other one other star who's uh, who's carried the torch with the old generation of hideously unhealthy snooker players is world number nine, Mark Williams, who recently fell asleep in the middle middle of a match and also spent, he spent a lot of 2021 playing in a a protective sock because he'd contracted gout uh, at the time. He's like hobbling, um, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like hobbling around the table. And at the time he he explained it by saying, I stopped eating meat and went on a vegetarian diet for a couple of weeks. And then I got gout. So sod it. I'm going to eat as much meat, chicken and bacon as I want now. I'm back on the kebabs.
2: (laughs) That'll (laughs) cure the (laughs) gout.
1: I I love that he he blames this brief two week spell of vegetarianism for his gout. But anyway, the kebabs do their work because he picks up a nasty case of the shits and has to sprint out of the arena mid-frame at the at the UK Championships. He said in an interview, "I started the match with a pair of boxer shorts, and by frame three, I didn't have them anymore. Oh God! If you see a pair in the bin, they're mine. Just putting them in the bin.
2: (laughs) Quite (laughs) a lot like (laughs) underwear-related stories. Mm. I didn't.
0: Tony Knowles' underwear was clean.
2: Yeah." Oh, who's the guy that didn't wear wear underwear?
0: Oh, Big Bill, Big Bill. Oh, Bill. He did it on purpose. Yeah, Big Bill and did. he? I reckon Big Bill might
1: have had a similar incident before. <laughs> <laughs> <to> be <honest. laughs> After his twenty fourth pint of the day.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that that is uh, that's the story of snooker's wild times. Anyone else you want to give a shout out to snooker players?
2: No, I do think it's more clean cut now. I think the main like wrong and stuff now is just match fixing, which is mm. just fundamentally less interesting and kind of. Sinister, in a different
0: way. There's the odd bit of doping, isn't there? Ronnie gets dumb for smoking weed. Which again, why can't you smoke? I mean, I get that it's illegal, but why are they testing for drugs that are not going to help you play (laughs) snooker? (laughs) It's a plant, man. (laughs) 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 I guess it's just a herb, (laughs) dude. (laughs) A peaceful consciousness-growing herb. (laughs) All right, guys. To finish, I want to pick our favourites individually. Who's who's your favourite of everyone we've talked about?
2: Well, it's well, it's tough because I should pick. Higgins, because obviously you know hometown hero. But for me, like it probably is Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh, that is and mental. like, well, uh, I think also I was, I was talking to my friend about this yesterday. As I said, and like she was like, yeah, I really fancy him. I think the girlies like O'Sullivan.
0: well Is this era's Tony Knowles? Well, yeah, Does well, got well a I mean, smashing
2: bottom. That again, the, the bar is on the floor. But I think <laughs> it could be could be O'Sullivan for me. So we're just picking who we fancy the most. Well, also, I like I like the like old Soho vibe of Soho. Yeah, and I <laughs> <what? Ooh. laughs>
0: you like <big> Ron. <laughs> it's
2: like the sex shops. I actually like, do know. like that. I agree.
0: Like just an era. Get it anymore? Like an era where you could go into like a, a Soho club and there'd yeah. be like a crooked copper doing business with some exactly. fraudster
2: pre-dynamic pricing that's,
0: that's <laughs> what I like I, can't, I kind of get that's how shit now so I kind of
2: yeah need members clubs yeah. anyway so not get into that <laughs> uh,
0: O'Sullivan so going O'Sullivan yeah, that's mental so. to me but
2: it doesn't even belong to the era Higgins if it has to be era obviously okay. but yeah
1: I, I'm i tempted to go for Kirk Stevens <laughs> just, for, just <laughs> to go uh, just to help clear his name <laughs> But I think <laughs> I think it's got to be Big Bill Wabernock for me. Yeah. Just for the Yeah, I knew you'd go for Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you've always had
2: a yeah. I mean I like Big I, Bill it's too. A legend, yeah. Soft spot for him. Yeah.
1: Got some, yeah. Good old Bill we're we'll, we'll getting Unma- un- unmatchable feats around the table True. not on it yeah, yeah his records haven't been broken
2: yeah <laughs> um, <was> drinking and <laughs> yeah
0: I'm going Jimmy White I just think like yeah. those stories are mental and he's got a self deprecation about him that I really like mm. but, sadness yeah I, I like a bit of sadness
2: <laughs> <laughs> fundamental the, sadness it's
0: a, <laughs> a bit of sadness hanging over the whole episode
2: yeah really. it is quite yeah. they quite tragic stories mm, I'd say yeah who's the Except- one who
0: um, who now is a DJ Steve Davis. Oh, is that Steve Davis? Interesting. Yeah. Really? Interesting
1: Steve Davis. Yeah, he supported, who was it? Blur or someone he like he he oh warmed up God. for Blur at a gig
0: yeah he played Glastonbury as well and yeah. I, he what? also he also said this thing like what <laughs> oh, is yeah well, I, I mean
2: <laughs> what like Arcadia
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah with the fire Shangri-La 2am on a
2: Saturday <laughs> 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 Steve Davis I think he played the Greenpeace tent actually <laughs> I think it's the kind of thing that like, if you were off your head you'd be like surely this is not <laughs> yeah, happening <laughs> I quite like a bit. I, Craig, Craig Charles
0: the Robot Wars yeah, commentator yeah Craig Charles
2: that's true but I
0: draw the line at Steve Davis me too but I, he also, also suggests
1: DJ names sorry I think Steve it's Davis. It DJ, <laughs> DJ Steve Davis DJ <laughs> it probably is
2: I it ain't broke
0: yeah. he also suggested some tournament where all the players would be on drugs it's like mate that was every tournament <laughs> you played
2: <laughs> and you just didn't realise you can't be cool now yeah. you guys be like oh I'm doing Glastonbury you had your chance yeah too late bad
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright well I think that's probably all we've got time for if you enjoyed that please do hit subscribe, share it in, the What's, in your snooker WhatsApp groups, which I'm sure, I'm sure you have loads of. Um, let us know your favourite players. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. And thank you, Roche. Thank you. We're going to have you on again, right? For, For
2: another Irish, just to judge the accent. Someone Irish, someone with a fundamental <laughs> sadness to them. <laughs> Take your pick. We've Often got... the same thing. <laughs> Thanks a lot.